Everyone, hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, and I am sitting here in Dining Room Studios with return guest Neil Brennan. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. Now, yeah, yes. Good to be here. Are Hold you... on. I'm adjusting the microphone. It's not going great. Just you can tell. Ooh, oh, there we go. Forceful. Lesson learned. You just got to show that mic who's boss. Forceful. Yeah. I accept. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back. It was three years ago. Was it really? It was that long ago. Yes. That is a, a yeah. It doesn't feel like three years ago, Allison. It does, but then it doesn't. Life is funny that way. Um, it. I don't know. I. I. I guess I remember drives to Glendale. <laughs> pretty they're pretty traumatic so, right so yeah so i guess yeah it stuck with me but whatever you do a lot of these things I well guess. you know they say with trauma it kind of circumvents your brain's ability to like place it in time is that true yeah it can get filed trauma. as at one point i knew but it's like something very traumatic that happened a while ago you can relive it every day and it can feel very recent because your brain can't put it into past memory so that's probably what oh that's interesting driving a glow how do you know that Uh, a therapist told me so it has to be true great um yeah that's i'm sorry for whatever happened but to you thank you you, i made you learn that but it you know what eventually the thing um i did wake up because my therapist said to me eventually when you think about it it will be sad but it will feel like the past and then one day that did happen oh but she said she's oh you know what it is she said Right. She said it's I think it's like it's being filed as a state memory. I want to say state memory is the term. And I looked it up and it's on Wikipedia. So it's definitely true. State memory. I think I think so. That sounds right. Unless Jeff, can you look up state memory and see if it's a thing? I could have the term wrong. But you know what? Let's move on because you got places to go. Uh, Let's talk about. We only have an hour and 20 minutes. What do we have? An hour and ten. Sorry. We'll, I think we only I have an to, hour. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Um, so I so Three Mics is the one-man show yes. that you just did in New York. Yes. And um, I, I begged you to send me uh, a copy of it, mm-hmm. and you did. Mm-hmm. One that is not available for the public. No, you can't get it, it unless right. you hack me. Um, <laughs> it was so good. I'm oh, gonna, thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a big word here. Shakespearean. What? Because it was funny, but it was so um stirring and like it just felt epic. Feels like the wrong, just emotional. I guess. Yeah, it that's cool. Really, it's it, very it was nice. Very deep. It was very brilliant. So, for people who don't know the premise, can you explain? Yes, the premise is. Uh, basically theater stage. Uh, I did it at the Lynn Redgrave Theater. And by theater, it's not a big theater. It was like, you know, eight rows. But there's it's on all sides. So it's it was 200-something people a night, 250. Um, and uh, three mics on the stage, equidistant from each other. And I just alternate mics. I do one is for stand-up, one is for one-liners, and the middle one is for like true emotional uh 
monologues, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're not mo- like I'm not they they they're true. So they, they happen to me or whatever. It's my understanding of things. Um so and and I just I'll do 10 minutes of stand up or 12 minutes of stand up and then I'll get a laugh and we'll black out and then I'll go to the the uh personal mic and I'll talk there for 10 minutes, black out, go to the um one-liner mic, do seven one-liners and then back to the stand up and repeat uh thrice. When because I, we're getting Shakespearean, I went with thrice. <laughs> I like it. Um when I heard the premise, for some reason I expected the the middle mic, the like emotional mm-hmm. um monologue mic, I expected those to be shorter. I think in my I was almost expecting those to be like one liners, like, you know, a joke. Oh, right. And then like, um, you know, I was afraid of this when I was four. And then you move on to the yeah. next one. No, no, no. And no, it turns not. out like it's very it's much longer than that and like un- It's twice that length. I say three no, I say no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's way, it's 10 it's minutes usually. More than thrice, yeah. <laughs> like, and and kind of unrelenting. Like, I mean, actually, there are some jokes in it, yeah, but yeah. very. But it's like, that's what's like, uh, if you like it, um, it's going to be on Netflix, by the way. Like, oh, I'm good. Gonna shoot when? It for Netflix. I'm going to shoot it in August, it looks like, and then try to release it by the end of the year. That's the, that's the, the plan. So, I mean, that's incredibly vague as well. Um, so, so yeah, like I'm going to do it for Netflix, but it is like very unrelenting is kind of true. Like I don't, when I'm talking about the emotional stuff, it's just kind of raw is a word that's overused, but it's just like, it's, I think some people are like, fuck man, it, you, can you stop talking about this? <laughs> like I didn't, no one ever said that probably, but like there are times when people are, you can, I could tell where I talked about certain things and they're like, if I'll pay you to stop talking about this. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that was the, what it was, it was fun to do. I did it 40 times in New York. Um, yeah, it's like the level of honesty. It's really like, you're just like, I'm going to make you laugh. And I'm also going to just, just rip open my stuff. For yeah. You. I, I, well, cause I feel like everybody has stuff and then we play this game where we all act like we don't. Yes. And it's like, all right, I'll go first. <laughs> Here's my shit. And then, or three of my things. Uh, that I'll openly talk about, and th- it's. I think also I talk about it without shame. Really, mm-hmm. like I, I have. Pr- there are things I'm ashamed of. In there are, yeah. I don't. I talk about depression. I talk about. Um. I talk about my father dying, and then I talk about being kind of a star fucker. And I, but that I'm embarrassed about the, the star, star fucking because it's a character flaw. Mm-hmm. I explain why and all that stuff, but it's basically a character flaw. Like, so the other stuff is just sort of haphazard. That like just, just happened. happened to you, yeah. Yeah, but um, although there's people out there, it's like I, depression's a choice, which it's not. But um, um, fuck those people. Yeah. Um, somebody asked me if I tried getting a puppy. <laughs> I swear to God, uh, he's a nice, funny guy too. Um, but so yeah, so it's it's trying to be honest in a way that people are actually on podcasts like. It's kind of based on doing podcasts like like when I would do podcasts or even when I would watch friends do TV or podcasts, I was always so much more interested in that part of them. The honesty? Yeah. And the vulnerability. Like, like a, somebody said, uh, a comedian said, the more I know, uh, the more I know someone, the less I want to watch their TV show, <laughs> which I think uh, is true. I think in my, in the case of this show though, this is shit you would not get 
unless you were very close friends with me. Mm -hmm. Almost like unless you were my girlfriend, you wouldn't hear this shit. Right. Well, you know, I felt like we went pretty deep when I had you on the show last time. However... We didn't talk about depression. We didn't talk about we we didn't talk about this stuff. Yeah. Um. And yet, you know, we talked about codependency. We talked about narcissism, but I didn't realize how much of it, although it makes sense, came from your child. Obviously, came from your childhood and your relationship with your father. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what's disappointing about these parental relationships is they're very hard to discount. Yeah. It's like, you're not just some dude. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just some lady. Like, if you... That's the thing. I don't have kids, and that would be the thing that I would worry about most is like, I'm this psychological... I'm not even a person. I'm a symbol mm-hmm. if you're a parent. You're not... You're really... You're a symbol. You're like the president of their world. And Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you... D- so, everything you do has long-term consequences. Um, it... it more so in that than any other almost more than any job you can it's like unless you're running like a chemical company mm-hmm. like the long-term consequences of parenting are 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 unspeakably long so so i would take that seriously um but it's almost like most parents don't realize it or i think you're so overwhelmed it doesn't you can't worry about it i am pregnant right now and mm. my husband and i were um just just last night talking about our upbringings and and how what great parents we think we're going to be right. and it just hit me one day our it's twins which is insane one day my kid or kids are going to either be sitting in a therapist's office or doing a podcast or whatever the future version of yeah. that is talking about how we fucked them up yeah and i like i don't know how to avoid that as much as i don't want to it's unavoidable i think the only thing you can do is you can hope for a boring child, <laughs> meaning a boring child who's like, I, my parents are just nice. Yeah. You ever meet those people who are like, Yes, yeah. but I'm always like, Like, I'm totally, I talk to my mom every day. I'm always like, You are the least self aware person in the world because there's no way that that relationship that you claim you have can exist. No, there are people that are, that are so simply happy. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, but it, it, it does exist. Right. You can't say it doesn't exist. You can say okay. you don't like it, <laughs> but Allison, I'm not going to let you say it. that. So you were the youngest of ten. Yeah. Um. What? What? What did? What did your childhood feel like? And and what was it like? It felt like. Uh, it felt like being raised in like a monkey house. <laughs> like, kind of honestly, like it felt like being raised like in 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 very in like a it on the one hand it's entertaining on the other hand it's chaotic right um so i'm lucky i'm the youngest so i got to sort of observe and and then go from there and i got to follow my brother kevin's footsteps into comedy so that was made it way simpler um but uh but yeah it was pretty chaotic and my dad was an alcoholic which i talk about in the show um and my mom was just trying to cope uh so so yeah it wasn't it, there were things about it that were great and there were things about it that were kind of like rotten and i don't and i say rotten in that like something's the matter here mm-hmm. like that sort of nagging feeling of like this I, and shouldn't we be doing this differently somehow or like shouldn't this be 
shouldn't we all be happier and or just more jovial or more or get along better or mm. it was pretty chaotic my father was i think he was i mean i know he's an alcoholic he was just he would rage mm-hmm. so it creates At her a, and your brothers yeah mostly my brothers and sisters and uh and then probably every three weeks with my mom um no violence toward my mom but violence toward a bunch of the rest of us um and you it yeah so it just i didn't have a good relationship with my dad and and then i talked about the show and then he died and it's over mm-hmm. at one point i say like there's a thing with a will and all this stuff and he's like and i was like he's basically just like it's over and there's nothing you can do about it and that's the thing of like the it's just, he's just not some guy you know what i mean and it's hard to it's hard for it to it's hard like it's hard to not take it to not feel like it's intentional after a while. So, and so, not even intentional, like because the thing I t- I cut it from the show, but it's like how far back do you go? Like I feel like I would just end up in like Ireland a thousand years ago, like trying to train people, like don't be like this, like <laughs> don't rage, don't drink, all this stuff, and it's like just ingrained in them, right? Like his dad was an asshole, and his, you know, what I mean, it's like a long line of assholes. Um, so yeah. So there is a revelation that happens in the show that I want to talk about, but I also don't want to spoil it. <laughs> um, do you f- do you feel like certain things are off limits because you want to save them for? I mean, I'd rather talk about it in vague terms, okay. than, than specifics. I don't which part the dad stuff. Yeah, it's it's part. Well, you finally got him to admit his feelings. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah Can yeah, we yeah. talk about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. We can talk about it. So on his deathbed, you... It wasn't quite his deathbed. Okay. Dying bed? confession. When was it? Like the sort of... It was back when we'd spoke like during a... We didn't really talk and then we started talking again. And then one one day I just said like, Hey, uh, I don't think that you loved us. And he was like, Yeah, you're right. I didn't. Yeah. Which is just like... Um, But again... His dad didn't love him. Like, how far back should I go? Like, I can blame him for, you know, I don't think it occurred to people like that you don't have to be, you don't have to exercise every shitty impulse that comes to your mind until like 16 years ago. <laughs> right. It's very new. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you mentioned your parents were born in the 30s. Yeah. So they were, they're, 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 uh, they're they're like they from a brutal world. Yeah, like my mom's parent. Her my mom's mom died when she was like three, and she got split up from her sister. Just like, and that's just that's how it went. Mm-hmm. Like, just that's that's what the world was like. There was no my dad's one of thirteen. Like, God, you Brennans were wild. <laughs> yeah, so so I can I like I'm not I'm not mad at him. But was that? liberating like what yeah. was yeah i was gonna what did that what what did that do for you well when it's you just like okay that? good i'm not insane i didn't think you did i just wanted to make sure right because you the the world i would tell i can tell people that now and they say oh of course he did i'm like he told me verbatim he didn't like point blank he told me and they're like well and if he did and told me he didn't then he's a fucking bigger dick <laughs> right then he's doubly sadistic. I, um, so, so yeah. I read something. Um, it was actually someone 
talking about this kind of thing specifically where someone felt like their parents or I don't know if it was one of them or both didn't love them yeah. but everyone around them is telling them no of course they do yeah. and then someone was like love is a verb which yeah. I thought which really kind of cleared things up for me that it's like well that's the funny thing is it's like an action that, yeah well my father said because we'd spoken about it before he said like well I provided you with um, food and shelter, which so and I've actually had this argument with a with a, a comedian friend of mine, and um, we I basically he was basically from he's old school, and uh, and and um, the old school by the way shitty school, um, <laughs> horrible school. Schools have improved yeah, quite yeah. a bit. Any they'll let anyone in, and uh, <laughs> so he was old school, and he said the thing. Where he was talking about, I always say that he's kind of mean and brutal, and he's like, "Yeah, but I'm supposed, you know, it's like, you know, that's my dad never said he loved me. He just, you know, I he just he he went to work every day. That's that was how. And then Bill Maher did a joke where he said these kids want, uh, they want a note in their lunch that says I love you from the parents, and and he's like, there already is a note in your lunch. It's this, it's the lunch, and it's like, yeah, that's fine, but that's you're being an asshole mm. like what what's the problem with saying you love somebody with showing affection yeah exactly or just being warm right. warmth really right. is what i'm talking about um and it's like well he wasn't warm and no one was warm to me <laughs> and it's like yeah but dude so i so he we'd had the argument and then he saw bill maher and he was like hey do you see the mar mar joke and i go yeah by the way you think you're the only one who's thought about this argument i go <laughs> you guys act like you've like that you figured out the best way to deal with people right like bill maher and this it was chris it's chris rock okay. who i'm arguing with i go you guys act like you've done this big study of how to deal with people <laughs> and you're fucking wrong <laughs> like because by the way they have done studies and right. the more loving a, a boss is the more loyal people are in the heart of their work like um so it's this thing of like old school is the way to go it's like no it's just familiar Mm -hmm. and you didn't get love or you got sort of you know and so you're getting so now you like that's how you deal with people so what is chris rock's argument that just <laughs> not killing your kid is good enough i realize i'm just no i should it. also say that chris is a is like a prince with his he's got two daughters and he, he's adorable and whenever they if i'm on the phone with them and they come in it's like a different tone and whatever um he just believes like he just believes in we I, I whatever we had an argument one time where he said something and I was like he said something and he was like all right um so you can go he was just like all right go hate yourself now because he said something <laughs> mean and I was like I go I I go I built up an immunity to you man I was like <laughs> and he's like wait and he was like wait what do you mean you built up an immunity am I that mean I'm like yeah you're a mean person like you're a brilliant guy and all that stuff but uh, so so his, his whole thing is like i think he's mean and whatever and he thinks that he's it's like is it for my own good what are you preparing me for that's what i want to say to people that are from this 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 uh this school this school the old school it's like so what are you prepping me for another depression because <laughs> i'm betting i'll get through it i don't think people are just gonna die from people pe quote unquote soft people are gonna they're just gonna perish because they no, it'll take three days and they'll get used to it. Mm -hmm. So now that things are nice and 
uh, there's we're in peacetime and we're living in a in a prosperous time and and uh, uh, you know let's all well let's just be why don't we be decent to each other because by because that's the that's the uh, course of civilization is increased decency. Mm-hmm. It's like Obama said the other day. It's like you know it's, for all this stuff. It's like this is the most peaceful time in human history and the most prosperous time and the like. So so as much as people want to. I just find it a I just find it kind of an affect and I think it's bar, it's born out of like it's a it's a it's working backward from being a jerk. Yes, is a justification um, yeah. or a rationale. Yeah. Um so just one more one more question one more on follow the, up about me and Chris's argument. Go ahead. No, about okay. about you and your dad not loving yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. When he said it, I understand part of it was liberating. Was it also painful? Um <laughs> I would. I want to say yeah, but there's also part of me. It's like I had never thought he did. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was never under the misapprehension that like, oh no, he. I never bought it. I never bought. I don't like that. Again, another old school move is you're shitty and cold to your wife, except on your anniversary, <laughs> and then you give a toast, <laughs> and that's supposed to compensate for the rest of your the shittiness. And it's like. Right. That's a big. He's the Irish Catholic. I don't. I think it's just like a. I don't know if it's. It's from. It's. I'm from the world. I'm from. That's a big one. Um, you would see it at like you know anniversary parties stuff like that. So, um, so I never really thought he did. So I'd say it was probably ninety percent. Uh, I felt vindicated, mm-hmm. and um. I pump my fist in vindication. Well, no, there uh, is I, that. And 90% vindication and 10% like, oof. Because I got to say, I was never that hopeful. I didn't even really talk to him a lot. Right. Um, just because it's just not worth talking to. Yeah. I mean, there is that thing where you're like, I knew it. And now I don't have to twist myself into yeah, not thinking trying that I'm to... trying to trying to look through things and, and, and pour through. It's like getting right. a shitty text from a guy going like, what does he mean? He means n- nothing positive. <laughs> Right, like you can try to make it into this thing of maybe there's hope. No, fucking block him. Yeah, that's I basically just blocked him. So you were estranged from him because of what you just because any time I dealt with him, well, because of what I witnessed with you know just the kind of person he was. But any time I dealt with him, it was a it was a negative experience. Mm -hmm. So it's this thing of like how I would always say like everybody was like yeah why don't you talk to and I was like. Why do you want me to get in a cage with a tiger? Mm. Like, because it, it comforts mom, you. Was your mom one of these people? Kind of. Because um, it comforts you to see me get in a cage with a tiger. Because he scratches me. Yeah. Why do I have to pretend like, I? it's culturally, you guys like ti- most tigers. Yeah, you have tame tigers. I don't have a tiger. The the Or I don't have a... But Tiger's a, a, Day is coming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what... Um, yeah, would do you have a do you have a sponsor you want to drop in? Um <laughs> stamps.com for um the uh the yeah, like the the I my tiger and my dad would actually like that I call him a vicious tiger by the way. Interesting. Cuz he's like sadistic like that. Mm-hmm. It, he would be like he would I feel like he would have gotten a perverse pride from it. Ugh. Yeah. Do how do you get along with your Having siblings? Having said that, I this isn't something I'm like obsessed with. I got to say like I don't I talked about it in the show, mm-hmm. um, but it is something of an origin story, but it's not really like, I don't know if it's defining. It's certainly influential. Right. But I don't know if it's like, and that's, I don't use it as, 
justification for my behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, how is your behavior? It's fantastic. It's <laughs> I mean, uh, in what department? All the departments. Like, I know you seem some. You seem invested in um, self examination mm-hmm. and improvement. I know that you mentioned Al Anon. Yep. Um, and you mentioned twelve step in three mics. Are you talking about Al Anon? I don't think I want to say. I don't okay. want to say because the thing about yeah, twelve a, step groups is if you right. mention it by name, then people associate you with it, mm. and then people go, "I don't want to go to that thing Neil goes to," or they might be like, "I do want to go to." Yes, that thing. but you can't. It's not right. up to me to roll the dice. It's yes. sort of just the policy. So I, I have gone to twelve uh, step groups involving codependency. There's a few of them, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and uh, dealing with alcoholics and or drug addicts. So, so. But now, did you have substance abuse? No, I've never had substance abuse issues. By the way, you are just one of many people who's come on the show, talked about something 12-step, and then as soon as the mics turn off, they're like, oh, you know what? I shouldn't have mentioned that. We're like, that's fine. We'll take it out. So I don't know why I pushed my luck here. I don't know why I did it. I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't, I didn't feel like I rebuked you. Okay. I I, no, I didn't feel rebuked. Stand, sit down. <laughs> I did not feel rebuked. I just okay, uh, wanted to share the backstory of that. Yeah, I there, I would want to talk about it because I like promoting it. But right. I, it's not. That's just not the policy. Attraction, not promotion. So, um, but anyway, I was asking about like, yeah. So I, you you seem like someone to me that is invested in self improvement. Um. When we last talked, I think you had, you talked about, I don't know if I would say anger issues, but that you can be sort of yeah, an, no, an angry I've been, yeah, person. Yeah, I've been dealing with, uh, I've been dealing with, um, I just, I finally like broke down, not broke down, I, I signed up for an anger management class. I don't think anyone would believe that. Because um, you're such a mouse? Because I'm such a little mousy baby. <laughs> Um, <laughs> such a few. uh, no, like anger issues and, and, uh, and started. So, and I've been reading an anger book and I've been like meditating a lot more. And, uh, in fact, I went on a six day silent meditation. Wow. Retreat. How was that? It was crazy. It was fucking insane. Um, it was a month and a half ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah I went it was in north in north northern California six days uh places called spirit rock um and they do these they're called vipassana basically 75 people living in sort of like olympic an olympic village mm-hmm. and they ring the bell at 6 a.m. you go um no computer no phone wow uh no that that's awful no television obviously um no reading. That mm. was the one that got me. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, and no writing. People ended up writing a lot, but mm. but I tried to just obey the rules just because I was like, yeah, if I'm going to do it, I should do it. Yeah. Um, I saw people using the phone. I saw somebody smoking weed. Like, people tried. People, you know, bend the rules. But um, but it was crazy. It was like eight, seven, eight hours a day meditating. And But I got to say, it was two of the better days of my life because, or I'll say best days of my life because... When I meditate, I smile, and and then I just decided because no one can talk to me, I'm just gonna smile all day. And is no that one, why you normally don't smile? 
Uh, no, because I, well, I don't, not that I, who, nobody normally smiles. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so it was fun to smile and no one could ask me why. Oh, I see. And no one, the, the cool thing was it's, it's fun to, it was a fun environment to be in. It was like a reset button. It was like, this is the variable and that's the control group. Like, because mm-hmm. I hadn't been in that scenario ever. Like right. I'd always, at worst, I had books. Like, <laughs> um, so my, or as I call them, my books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always had some, but this was just like nothing. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was great though. Meditating that much is great. And the smiling was great. And it was cool to, it actually, I cried on the second day because I cried on the last day too, but I cried on the second day because I, that sort of isolation is like the closest you can get to dying. Mm. and being awake like can't talk to anybody no one can talk to me no one will even acknowledge me really i was gonna ask do people sort of gesture at each other Yeah, you would gesture um but some people wouldn't mm-hmm. and it wasn't it was also wasn't i wouldn't take it personally yeah some, it's like you're just watching people struggle it wasn't like what do you you look so happy <laughs> everyone just looks like they're in, they have the flu mm-hmm. everybody in their pajamas pretty much or sweatpants or whatever nobody like dressed well at all right um and and it was cool. And then we would we would end up having like we could talk for three minutes. That ended up being like there would there would be a talk every night. And then we the next day we would break up and talk about the talk. And we would all have a three minute stint. Did people come with people they knew, or was everyone? Just I alone? saw one couple sort of hugging, but I don't. But I don't know. I for the most part, it seemed like a bunch of people on their own. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do any good because people have asked my girlfriend came, and I was like, for what? Like we're not you they're they're not co-ed dorms and also like it just it's more about a and also it's kind of about you mm-hmm. in a weird way it's just mm-hmm. about my relationship with myself it didn't i didn't want to have to it wouldn't be it, it advantage it would both sides would lose so you mentioned starting anger management yeah. classes what um made Here's you decide to do that Oh, because I lose my temper sometimes and I don't, my father had that problem. And as a guy, I probably mentioned this when I was here last time, like as a guy, there's not very many paradigms for how to be, how to like be a leader Mm -hmm. uh, or even to be a person in the world. Like if that makes sense, like, so I like at work or, or so so it was just a matter of like, why, why did I lose my temper there? And then figuring out why. Mm-hmm. The, any damage I thought I did, whenever I've like apologized to people, they're like, oh, I don't even remember that. So, so, you know, that's, that's, I guess, uh, uh, silver lining, but, but I just didn't want to, it's just not cool. I, and I don't mean that like, it's not cool. Like Fonzie, it's just like not, <laughs> it's not, uh. I just don't want to be that person. Right. Right. Um, right. Plain and simple. So, what I learned is the, re- two, the three of the main reasons people get mad is to, uh, it's all about you just feel not heard. Yeah. So, you get mad because you're trying to, you're trying to like teach somebody. Um, like, don't, you're trying to overpower them mm-hmm. with like force. Or you're trying to teach them a lesson, 
uh, about not listening to you. And most of, mostly it's just like a cry for help mm-hmm. more than any. That's m- mostly what it is. It's just like a cry for help. Right. Um, is you just feel like, you just feel like disrespected when it's mostly just circumstantial. Like at work, if I direct stuff and I've had people ask me, I've had, I've talked to people that direct stuff and, um, a woman, a female friend of mine and a black male friend of mine was like, a black male friend of mine thought people were just racist. That's why they didn't listen to him. Mm-hmm. And the female friend of mine was like, do they, why do people just don't not do what you say? And I was like, that's just the way it is. Like as a director, you say how you want it. And then mm-hmm. people go, I'll go like, all right, let's uh, do a uh, wide shot. And they'll go, you mean a tight? No, <laughs> I know what a tight is. And it happens all day. Literally all day. What you is just, that? Is it people not listening? It's just no people want, you to do what they want to do i see and they don't and they don't know what you're going for Mm -hmm. they think you're gonna they can talk you into their thing um so there i wouldn't i guess i would lose a little my temper a little bit directing not really um it was more with writing stuff right and uh and dealing with people that i felt like should be like manager stuff like that where it's like wait what are you supposed to be doing like you're not doing and mostly i just felt like they weren't holding up their end of the bargain. Mm. That's a lot of what it is. Just like you're not holding up your end of the bargain or I just feel small. So I have to make myself feel big Mm. and I do it by like literally the most obvious way you could do it. I might as well be banging on my chest. (laughs) It's so uh, pitifully uh, barbaric, but, but yeah, so I've been dealing with that lately. Um, You directed a season of inside Amy. The first season. I did half first, of the first half season. Half first season. Yeah. All right. So I have like a very basic directing question. Mm-hmm. When you're doing something like that, how how does it work directing? Do you have a vision for for it based on the script and it's up to you? Or do you talk with Amy? Do you talk I, with the you writers? You talk with them. You talk with the writers, especially in TV. Mm-hmm. In movies, it's like writers are sort of like, very it's like they say tv's a writer's medium and movies are a director's medium so as a director you can they will literally they will literally that you could shoot the writer as a director in a movie and they'd be like great great it's his vision he's an that was a great cho- yeah exactly um <laughs> brave what a brave choice yeah um whereas in tv they all they're in charge so you say like hey this is you're going for this right like so and then you pick locations together you you basically like you don't move on until you're you feel like you all have it like mm-hmm. with tv it's so uh collaborative it's like beyond collaborative on certain shows i did new girl i did mindy too and those shows it's like i would say directing those kinds of shows is like it's like a capital punishment machine where three people turn the key and you're not sure if you're the one who did it or not <laughs> um if you're if your key killed the guy uh you bait you're kind of just turning the machine on Mm -hmm. uh when you when you do network tv shows is it um we're doing a director's intensive now is it mostly is it more technical or is it more about getting specific performances it's both you have to it's technical i mean mostly you just need i mean in in short you need a wide and a tight Mm -hmm. like that's basically what you need then you can get into pushing in on people. You can get to whipping from person to person. 
you can get to people walking and you're you're trailing them, you're leading them. Mm. Uh, These are camera shots for yes, people who yes. don't know. And I was literally doing the thing with my finger where yeah. I'm... Make a little um, rake. I'm not doing yet, but I'm not doing the the awful 80s director thing where you make the two L's with your finger. <laughs> um, uh, so you're basically just trying to get stuff that you can edit later. Mm-hmm. Just giving yourself a chance to edit the, and make the scene way shorter if you need to cut out whole chunks of dialogue. So it becomes about picking locations uh, that look that suit it, picking costumes that suit it, and then getting performances that you feel like are tonally appropriate mm. and and or funny in comedy it's funny and i've been doing a lot of commercials lately too what are those like the commercials are there it's not quite the machine uh the the three key machine it's it's you have more autonomy uh but the, with these with commercials i'd want to get what they want because mm. like i did like a chicken commercial and they were like the last director was a real asshole and i was like why did he have his own chicken commercial that he wanted to direct like why would you be an asshole yeah if a com- if a chicken company asks you to direct their commercials right, like, what are you doing what's your vision on? but the problem is a lot of commercial directors don't have anything else to do yeah so they put they pour their fucking souls into like they go you don't care about like doorknobs and stuff people will ask me like so you don't care about like doorknobs and like stuff like that i'm like I don't give a fuck about like why would I care about <laughs> minutia that's not gonna affect? I generally just think that you just get funny people to say something funny mm-hmm. and make sure it's in focus. I mean that's obviously way way simplistic, but like the the reason people laugh is because somebody funny said something funny. Yeah, like so work backward from that and try to make it as good as possible and look good and and skilled and premium is the big word they use so that everything looks like. What like does that it, mean? Deluxe it means every, Yes. It, it means everything. It looks like it costs a lot. And you, the lighting is like mm. very uh, sort of intricate and and uh, tasteful because mm. that takes time. So if it looks like a shot that took three hours to set up, then it's like, ooh. <laughs> how, how, premium. Yeah, premium. Um, so jumping around a little bit, uh, you mentioned a girlfriend. And mm-hmm. in your show, you mentioned a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Is this a a new girlfriend? Uh, we've been together a year. Okay. So yes, new since the last yeah. time you and I yes. talked. Um, and in your show, you mentioned being really torn up when a certain relationship broke up. Yes. Is that the one that you were in when we last talked? That that girlfriend was someone that you had been on again and off? No. Okay. Not that. So it was the one mm. after her? It was the one before. It was, no, the girl that tore me up was after her. Okay. So it was in that three-year window. Mm-hmm. I, I was crazy. Why? I'm no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the last three years have been a wild ride. <laughs> um, uh, no, it was that one tore me up. Um, as I mentioned in the show, because uh, oh, cause, she was famous. Yeah, she was famous. And you're a star fucker. Yeah, that's you're right. Self-diagnosed. <laughs> exactly. No, it's fine. Um, you know what's funny? No one has asked me who who it was, except a news anchor who came to the show. <laughs> which is like such a funny it was like he's the only one i was like right. nobody has i'm dying to know i, no, I know I'm, you're not gonna say I'm on not air gonna tell you, yeah um but uh wait are you not even gonna tell me off air i may not tell you off air i don't know interesting i, don't know. I look forward to finding out uh, it's not you'll be like really that's it more than anything you'll be like more confused than not confused but you'll be like oh that's surprising it won't be like of course was it lynn redgrave you met her at the theater exactly yeah <laughs> 
um, she was sweeping up. And I was like, who's that old, who's that older gal? Um, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, she was famous and it sort of made me go down the starfucker rabbit hole, which 12 step programs were very helpful in. And more than anything, it was just like admitting it and then working backward from that. Um, uh, 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 like sort of acknowledging the, it's just like the embarrassment of it and like it's it's dumb it's also not adult <laughs> to what is dumb and not like adult. dumb to want like, to be around someone famous yeah I feel like but it's i don't very that it's common. so la yeah, yeah. Um, oh i feel like it's more than just la yeah i mean look they these the celebrities are literally sold as better than us and mm. in some ways they're 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 all better looking than us and they're charismatic so that's why people will pay to watch yeah watch them tell us be in a story mm-hmm. um like that's why tom cruise you know what I mean? because he's just charming and, and cool to look at um so it just made me realize like okay i'm not i'm just i'm not playing that game anymore mm-hmm. um i'm just it's a goofy it's just like not respectable and I, again i'm friends with successful famous people i mentioned chris earlier from being in comedy for 20 years but um but uh like i for for the most part i just am now i'm just very like hey like very kind of but formal about it with your famous comedy friends mm-hmm. like chris rock mm-hmm. or Chappelle, mm-hmm. um is there an element of it that you're aware um that you're aware of where you there is that sort of like extra spin on it that like well, reflected celebrity thing yeah yes and no like I'll say this as little as possible. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. It's right. like as little as possible. Like I, I literally have to do the equation of like, would I do this for my for for Randy or Bijan? My my like not you know what I mean? Like my two friends that came to mind like or that Molly Murray. Yeah, mm-hmm. like just would these people that I'm friends with? Would I do this? Right. What I'm doing with this part? What I'm doing with Dave? Would I do that with Randy mm-hmm. or would I do it with Bijan or whatever? Like so. Which I kind of used to go, no, but whatever, and then go do the thing with Dave, um, and then I just realized like, okay, I can't. Like now, I actually go through. I quest. I do the Socratic Q and A, and then and then act uh, accordingly. Right. Um, but I'm not like you're. I'm not like you know you're out of my life. Like I, I'm not. I'm not gonna nope. Not be friends with somebody because they're popular fans. Mm-hmm. Um, um with the attraction to celebrity mm-hmm. is it the was it the kind of thing where around this person you felt no pain like was it that intoxicating it's in, 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 well no i ne- i was never shot or cut <laughs> um you do you know what i mean though that high yeah that oh high yeah it's definitely like, a high yeah for sure um but then it's also a low if they are uh mean or disrespectful or or dismissive or thoughtless or or inconsiderate or whatever mm. it's like that's the thing those were the lows with with um somebody like dave is specific i'm just thinking about him uh, specifically in this story but but yeah that's the low of like oh i thought i was and then it, and then they're whatever they're they don't see it that way mm-hmm. um that's the that's where it would be like painful. Wait, you thought you were what that they don't see it that way? Uh, 
some sort of or, or I like they're not certain people are not as considerate as I would have them be. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so so and if they were it's if it be it's easy to yell, it's way easier to yell at Bijan. Poor Bijan. Bijan and Randy Bichon. and Molly. Bichon and Randy and These Molly no Murray. names. Yeah. Um it's easier to yell at Bijan than it is to yell at Dave. Interesting. Why? If that makes sense. It does. Because there's no there's nothing because I because Bijan lives in the real world. He doesn't he's not catered to in any way. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody like Dave is sort of and i don't say this to despair like that's just like that 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 no one is like dave would actually say that his life is realer than anyone's Mm -hmm. um but i would say that that there there's like being a celebrity in a lot of ways there's an advantage um yeah that they that they may get so i thought you were saying it is easier for you to yell at Bijan than at dave but if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying it is easier for Bijan to be yelled at than someone like Dave to be yelled at. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, they would be. Their like, reaction is different. Yeah. And with the and with a celebrity, you would be like cast out of the kingdom. I see. If you yes. were no longer friends, you would like I wouldn't be able to go to like me and Dave went to the NBA finals last year. Th- I, that's not a conscious thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be going if I was in a fight with him. I wouldn't be going like Neil. You better watch it. Or else you're not gonna be able to go to the finals next year. Like right. for instance, like that like so that's the thing. It's like having a rich friend or right. you know what I mean? Like No, I totally get what you're saying. Celeb- celebrities are even just that dynamic is like they're sort of insulated from a lot of the stuff that the Bijons of the world deal with. Yeah. Because they w- if you are a problem to them, they will cast you out. Yeah, yeah, but at Bijan would too. Right, but he but, doesn't have them. But I tickets. met. Yeah, he doesn't have. The, he don't got the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. He can't bring the tickets that Dave can. Like, I hope people understand what I'm saying. Like, I think they like will. it's it's uh, and I again I like not Dave has earned NBA tickets. <laughs> like it's not like he doesn't. He's living a life he doesn't do. Like he he quote unquote earned it. Like he deserves the attention. He's he's an amazing comedian. Mm. Um, let's talk about depression, Please. for a moment. Please. So, how old were you when you first felt it? Shit, man. Five. I used to cry every day. Mm-hmm. Literally, I cried every single day. To the point where they would make, my brothers would make me cry if I hadn't cried to keep my streak alive. <laughs> oh. Um, what would they so do? They would just, I don't know. I, it was more like they would mock me about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if like two hours later I cried just by nature, they'd be like, there it is. <laughs> um, so, so, uh so yeah, so that I'd say that was depression. I think the thing when I talk about the 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 chaos and the sort of there just wasn't a ton of sunshine yeah. in my personality or something. Uh, yeah. So, so I would say from a young age. Mm-hmm. Did you come to understand it a certain way before you were aware of what depression was? Mm. Like, did you did wh- did you have a sense of why you were crying? No, but it was the same thing about like my dad not loving me. Where I was like, I don't think my dad and I would, I would go like, I'm not very happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I couldn't. They didn't really depression didn't exist as far as I was concerned till like 1988 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. So then 
as soon as it came around, I was like, that's my shit. No, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't like, I wasn't diagnosed till like probably 1998. So, right. Um, well, like I was a pretty, I was a fairly sad kid and there was also chaos in my home. And my dad used to tell me, <clears throat> I was, it, I was experiencing, get ready for this one, the intellectual, no, the existential alienation of an intellectual when i was in third grade so it's like that was my understanding of it like oh and also it's teachers or doctors or something uh doctor yeah yeah and also like it's my russian heritage or something like there was all these things told to me as to why i was crying so much as a kid and it's like um i don't i suspect those are not the reasons well yeah that's what i do a joke about in the show about black dudes like it's like oh baby that's just the blues no he's (laughs) clinically depressed yeah call they can't call the blues or jazz the the sounds of dysthymia so they call it the blues <laughs> dysthymia is a term i only learned in the last couple of years yeah yeah um well i enjoy it <laughs> it's really worth it um yeah so so yeah there's all these things of like oh that's just the eye it's like no well then they then i they all that entire nation needs whether it's Ireland or Russia or whatever, they, and they, by the way, they could do it for every nation, right? They do. Oh, this is the Italian, like yes. every every nation is like has that like darkness to it. It's mm-hmm. like no, ten percent of the population just is is clinically depressed. So, and you tried all sorts of, um, you've been on a bunch of antidepressants, mm-hmm. and then also tried other things that I wasn't even aware that they use for depression, like ketamine, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, did you? enjoy it at all um yeah like i mean like i've i've done shrooms a bunch of times so i love hallucinogenics so mm-hmm. ketamine was enjoyable in that regard and you would just go to an office and they go would start to a an doctor's IV. office on santa monica boulevard in west la mm-hmm. like a 20-story building um and sit down they put an iv in my arm and i would fucking trip my face off it was insane for an hour, for 45 minutes. And what is the theory as to why that helps with depression? Um, no one knows. It's just another one. Much like antidepressants, they yeah. don't exactly know why they work. They just mm-hmm. know that they work somehow or that they do affect certain things. So, um, so yeah, like there, there's no uh, – the mechanism is, is unclear. Right. But, but it's – and it's, it did help you a little? It Not really. It helped me for a day. I see. And then and – then, uh, and then at long term, I wish I hadn't done it. I wish I, I wish I'd gone. Um, I wish I'd done the next thing I did. TMB, TMS, TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation, where they shoot a, a magnetic pulse into your head. Now, is that at all like shock therapy? No, that's the thing. People think it like the, it uh, sounds like, like the it. Fuck. Yeah. Um, although I've heard shock therapy is incredibly helpful. Problem is you can't drive. There's so many. Yeah, like, you lose you, a lot of six memories. months. Yeah, there's you get them back, but yeah. Um, so you T, TMS has been great, and um, and I because I spoke about it on the Daily Show, they've given me free treatments now. Oh, that's awesome! Which is hilarious. So how often do you do it? I've only done it. Well, I did like the full course of treatment, which was covered by insurance, which a lot of people don't know. I'm it's Blue Cross insurance if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's cover it covers TMS. Um, but the the I've only done it twice and on the daily with the Daily Show discount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, TMS was really that like made me feel like 
markedly different. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I stopped taking two different antidepressants when I started TMS. Right. And haven't gone back. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Um. All right. I have uh one unimportant question, and then I say we do just mirror everyone. And here's my unimportant question, as opposed to all the other ones, which were very important. I was reading an interview with you and John Mulaney, uh-huh. and I think you mentioned that you had purchased a word processor. Yes, No access to the internet. Yes. Do you use it? How is that going? I got it. I got it. There are some things about it I don't love. Uh, This is going to sound crazy. You cannot move the cursor. Mm. So you just have to write. You can't really correct it. You can right. correct it, but you have to erase shit to correct yeah. it. So you do, it's basically just like a good, like it's called the free write, uh, mm. and it's a good, it's it's uh, it's good f- truly for that for free writing. Like, um, but it's I like it. I'm I like it if they got to do something about the cursor though. <laughs> Like they, they said they may, yeah, Listen they said up. they may alter it in the next whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but that's, I got it and, and, uh, it was $500. That is, uh, expensive, but cheaper than a computer. But then again, it has no internet. So it does, it will forward your shit. It has internet. You just oh. can't like use it for anything other than forwarding your shit. To, does it look like a laptop? No, it looks like an old typewriter. Okay. Uh, it looks like an old typewriter with like, plastic it's plastic right um but yeah look it looks like a typewriter and then it has like a screen and, mm. a, and a plastic keyboard it's fascinating um before the podcast jeff and i were talking about how we're just at both as humans but especially as us humans not good at multitasking nobody by the nobody the, all that multitasking stuff of like where women were like i'm a good multitask. no one's a good multitasker. right that's the thing that i learned from from meditating going to the retreat is like I was overstimulating myself so horribly every day by choice, by design. I thought I was being inspired. You can't even hear yourself think. Like, like I would. I told my girlfriend, I'm like putting myself in Black Hawk Down every day with emails and texts and fucking and internet I check videos my and, email in bed, and so I wake up in a great mood. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's sure. so it it's so stupid. Yeah, no, yeah, you're stressing yourself out. Yeah. That's what I realized. It's like. Oh, I'm just doing this to myself. Like I don't. I stopped listening to the radio in the cars, so and I just drive around like an old person. <laughs> um, uh, but it makes me my stress level. I think is overall lower, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful for. Oh, that um, is great. Yeah. So so yeah, like it's hard to do, but it ain't that fucking hard. Yeah. Like, I've gotten worse the last two weeks because I've been like shooting something, and I've just been like, there's downtime, and I'll just go like, I can't really meditate on set. Although I did yesterday. What are um, you working on? Can you say? I just uh, directing a bunch of Best Buy commercials mm. with um, with somebody with a comedian. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. So let's do just mirror everyone. But first, I want to say, hey, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, perhaps for upcoming Tiger's Day, maybe you need to buy one <laughs> of these word processors that don't have the internet. Um, click through the Amazon banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for your Amazon support. Thank you so much for your PayPal support. PayPal links on the right side of the website. Thank you for your Patreon support whenever I get off my tush. And uh, I don't normally refer to my butt as a tush, and I don't What's think I'm a, going to. Your keister, right? Talking about your keister? Yes, I am. Okay. I am. Uh, what is the... Patreon? Yeah. It's sort of like Kickstarter, but it's recurring. Like people can subscribe to your podcast and then donate however much they want and there are rewards. And um, I have been talking about 
putting my page up, but I haven't done it yet. It's, I just, I'm like, uh, overthinking every aspect of it. So I just keep mentioning it. It's been weeks now that I've been mentioning it and not doing it. So I think it's time. Um, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. Dennis Cox says, just me or everyone, don't know what's more depressing, seeing a semi hauling individual cages with chickens in them or hauling empty cages. Um, I think the, yeah, I don't know. They're both depressing. Um, I'm going to go with empty. Does that suggest that someone just dropped off a bunch of chickens to their for their death? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely. But you could still like imagine uh if there are still chickens in there you can imagine like maybe the truck will get into an accident yeah and free <laughs> that's the uplifting chickens. to me right and then the chickens are free are you vegan i am are you i'm not yeah no but emotionally i am mm. <laughs> so i'm a hypocrite is what i am great yes um it's not hard being a vegan in LA really in new york oh yeah well yeah or even most places like I, you just eat mexican food yeah um and uh, it's just all you're looking, all you're doing, all these meat are doing is just delivering sauce to you. That's what you're tasting. Mm-hmm. Sauce it's and mostly, texture. mostly, I, I don't eat meat a lot, um, but I eat a lot of eggs. Mm, yeah, my girlfriend likes eggs. Yeah. that's I, I expressed my dream to one day have my own chickens, but I'm so far, I'm so far from having my own chickens. Yeah. But, you know, it's Look a at you. <laughs> so far, I can't You'll even never get my have fucking Patreon page up. Okay, Hansy Copperfield says, "Anyone else super thankful that farts can't travel back up as burps? Let's take a moment to appreciate biology. I never really thought about it, but yes, come to think of it, it's wonderful. Oh, like that a fart, a something well, that comes it, out of your mouth would smell like yeah, a fart? yeah. But isn't it?" Kind of the same thing. It just depends when it decides to head on out. It is the same thing. Right. Well, well I've always find it interesting is like, when does it go from Burp to fart? vomit to oh. feces? It's, a gr- it's one of yes. the great philosophical questions. Um, what I did, would meditate I mean? on that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I will. It's I mean, like, when does it go? When is it like, so if it happens here, if there's gas, like, right, like another inch and it would have right. been a fart. Right. It's yeah, pretty interesting. And it's like We're it's not deep people. I wonder if if We're it, not wasting if you, our time at all. No, no. If you burp, and by the way, we don't have much time. It does the gas feel like it didn't fulfill its destiny? Was it like you know, like it never became a butterfly? No, I think it's a reaction. I think it's your stomach made it reacted. I see. Interacted or with or you could also give it credit for being like the alpha air, <laughs> right? Because it got it's like out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm it like, got yeah. out it over the fence jumped, yeah, right away. Fence, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Panda Elephant says, don't like when an American person pronounces literally in the British sounding way, literally sounds annoying and weird. I'll admit I agree a little bit. However, there's a lot of people I like, Bijan, Randy. um, (laughs) Molly Murray. Molly Murray. I Mm -hmm. keep leaving her out because she has a last name and it doesn't fit with the other ones. Um, Who say literally and I feel and I like them a lot. So I feel like I got to give them a pass, but in general, I prefer people that not have a British accent if it's unwarranted. Literally, I'm trying Literally. to think of like a. I haven't. I can't think of the last time I heard someone 
with the American accent say it like mm. that. Listen to my podcast. Sometimes it do, comes up. Literally, you say it like that? No, I don't. But I've oh, had guests it. who do. Yeah. Um, okay. I will listen, but only for that reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Dennis Cox says... Oh, two, I was like, two Coxes? <laughs> it's the same person. When someone rings or knocks... Hot. This guy's got a hot hand. Go ahead. Yeah, when someone rings or knocks on my door... Unex- excuse me. Let me just start over. When someone rings or knocks on my door unexpectedly, it enrages me instantly or scares me. I'm not sure I can tell the difference always. Um, Yeah. I don't appreciate the unexpected uh, doorbell or I don't appreciate the unexpected person at my door. It frightens me. And the times of my life that I've answered it, I've always been unhappy that I did. Oh, like a random. It's always a solicitor. Like always. Oh, right. I, uh, I you don't... ever have someone try to open your door with a key? No. That's pretty creepy. That sounds. That happens a lot in hotels. Yes. Uh, But I've had it in the last six months in my front door just because somebody was drunk or something. And didn't like really, yeah. Twelve forty-five to hear a key in your thing. You're like, wait a minute, the fu-, and then they realize they came to their senses. Yeah, that's really chilling. I get mad when people use my trash can. You know what I mean? Like at an office situation, like yeah, no, don't not put your trash in my area. Right. I don't. It's disrespectful. I used to get upset when people would throw their doggy bags in my trash can if I hadn't brought my trash cans in yet. Yeah, that's before oh, I had a dog. Infuriating. Though. But now that I have a dog, it's like open season. Oh, you get where they're coming from. Well, I feel like if your trash cans are still here's the thing: if it's a trash can on the curb and I can tell it's been freshly, the trash has just been dumped out. I don't. I always look in, and invariably there's like an orange peel, six yeah. flies, and a bunch of dog shit, and I'm like, yeah. it's game on. Then yeah. I, I try not to be the first dog bag in someone's trash. Um, I will say that I have a soft spot. I, I'm not saying I don't put my dog shit in other people's garbage, but I don't want you to do it to me. Like most, I don't know where you live. I feel like that'd be traveling really far. Most human things. Find me. Come find me. I challenge. (laughs) Okay. Rich Bryant says, when I wash my hands, I hold my left hand still and move my right hand back and forth against it as opposed to moving both hands. Well, now I have to imagine washing my hands. Um, no, I move. I move both of them. I'm ambidextrous, hand washing wise. Me too. Yeah. What does he? He holds his left hand still and moves his right hand back and forth against it. I like put that, mine I in a splint, <laughs> just for st- stability. It's okay. smart. Yeah. yeah. Smart to have. I have gear. a stand. I have a hand washing <laughs> stand. I feel like the way he does it is the way that you see surgeons do it on TV or actors yes. playing surgeons on TV. You're right. They do have a specific way that they yeah. wash their hands. They have Grey's to go. Anatomy. They go up to their elbows. Yeah, and then they then they do that thing where they go like this. They hold their hands up in the yeah. air. What is that for? Because germs, germs just, are affected by gravity, <laughs> and they all go down yeah. if you keep them up. They. Say. I thought it meant they just owned the sink. Yeah, right. <laughs> they threw their hands up because you get it. And lastly, Rennell says, "Just mirror everyone waits till the last minute to get on the plane. Why wait in line and be on there longer than you have to? A thousand percent no for me. I worked for a man. This was his philosophy, not mine. I." I'm very, like, if it starts getting late and Daniel's in the bathroom or something, I will begin, and we need to board, or not need to board, but we can board, I will begin to get nervous that I'm not going to get overhead bin space. That's my main thing. If I get on and my overhead bin space is already taken and I have to, like, walk in either direction, then I feel very agitated by that. And there's real repercussions, which is you may have to check your bag. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Or you're going to have to go through the embarrassment of having to walk backward in the plane when you land. Yes. Or the 
risk of someone taking your bag on the way out. I've had someone, I had someone do that, took my bag accidentally. You didn't have tinsel or some kind of ribbon around no, it to indicate I didn't have it was a rag. yours? <laughs> um, and then I saw their bag come out, which I knew was their bag. Right. And thankfully, we I ran to the shuttle. It was one of those like shuttle things. Right. And uh, got off first and just took my bag. But it was it was a fucking risky situation. Right. Do you think the person was like, hey, you're I taking my bag? I think they have no idea that it happened. Right. Um, okay. I, I'd like to think that. Yeah. That is harrowing. So do you uh, get on early then? Or not early? No, but I'm not. I'm a late. I like are. to get. First of all, if you haven't joined pre-check, you're out of your mind. I need to do that. Join pre-check. Yeah. Um, but don't you have to? You have to make an. You have to be interviewed at the airport, yeah, but right? I mean, I live in Venice, so it's. Um, Aha! Uh-huh. Sim- Expect yeah, no, my I, dog shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so I live in Venice, so it's easier. But you could just go. It took no time. It took ten minutes, honestly. Yeah. It might not have even taken that long. Just get dropped off in front of it. And I need to do it then. You're going to be there early anyway. All right. Um, Neil Brennan, it was delightful having ah, you on the show. It was fun to do. Thank you so much. I'm going to try to uh, end the show very quickly. You guys, don't stop listening yet. I already mentioned, uh, you know what? There's a bunch of stuff. There's ringtones. There's extra special episodes, bonus episodes. There's T-shirts and more. Just go to my website, AllisonRosen.com. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Uh, there's a million other social media things. Go to the website. Find out. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox, or you can check out my new live show. Uh, it's going to be going on in New York at the Handsome Dick Manitoba Theater. It's a nice little <laughs> eight-seat theater down from Lynn Redgrave Theater. Perfect. And Neil Brennan, where can we find you and plug anything you'd like people to check um, out? You could find me on Twitter. I haven't been tweeting lately because I'm too busy meditating. <laughs> um I my social media game's been garbage, but uh, but but yeah, Twitter and I guess I don't know, just Twitter. And look for uh, your special when it's on Netflix. Yes, and yeah, yeah, perfect. Be, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Of course, my pleasure. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosie